What's up? So here we go. This is Sarah and you're listening to the Aspiring Adult Podcast. I know what you're thinking. We don't need another podcast, but whatever, you're here and you're listening. So it means you're either interested in what I have to say or you want to see me fail miserably. Either way, it's still a listen on my end and I just enjoy producing content. So here we go. I'm excited for it. Anyways, I'm 23 years old and I just graduated from college with an engineering degree. Kind of really unsure how I did that. Doesn't really matter though, but when I graduated college, I was super overwhelmed by all the unknowns and had absolutely no idea where to begin looking for answers about where to apply for jobs, how to find an apartment, how to make friends in a new city, how to make a budget, how to save for a house. So naturally I go to my dad to ask how to do these things and was quickly brought back to that feeling, you know, the one where you're in elementary school and you're struggling with your math homework. And so you would ask your dad for help and he would say something along the lines of, I don't know what's so hard to understand about this and I can't explain it to you because that's just the way that it is. And then you kind of just start crying and you still don't understand why the square root of nine is three. So you just write down the answer and move on, still being extremely confused just because you wanted to stop being yelled at. Okay, just me, cool. Anyways, so that's completely how I felt when I graduated and started asking for help about things that I was kind of expected to know the answer to but wasn't really sure how I was going to get that answer. So obviously I turned to the internet, to which I was debilitated by the amount of information that I was reading and how everything seemed to contrast one another or that it was just extremely unhelpful. Anyway, so I remember vividly typing into the search bar on Google how to find an apartment in Boston. And the first two search results read something along the lines of find an apartment on apartments.com. Why apartments.com is a scam. Okay, so the first two links completely contrasted one another. So I was still a little confused on how I was gonna find an apartment in a new city. So with no further prospects on where to find an apartment in a city I had never been. I kind of reverted my brain back to how I found roommates in college and started just reaching out to Facebook group message boards and kind of figuring out where people were moving, what neighborhoods were cool, anyone needed a roommate. And then I kind of started going on apartments.com and Zillow to see how much apartments cost. And at this point, I already had my salary and understood that I was gonna spend about 30% of my gross income which for those of you that don't know what gross income means, it just means your income before it's taxed. So 30% of my income that I'm making is going on an apartment. Seems like a lot of money. I start going on and looking on apartments.com and the prices that I'm seeing are absolutely astronomical. So I start filtering down, okay, I'm gonna only go in this price range and then I'm getting these really janky looking apartments that aren't in great areas of town and I started getting really concerned. So back to me reverting my brain back to my 18-year-old self on Facebook group boards, I decided that I was going to find a roommate because a roommate is the best way to live in a great apartment with great amenities, a great location, and pay a fraction of the cost. So that's what I did. I found a Facebook group called quote-unquote Boston Baddies, very nice, I know. And I posted some sort of disgusting paragraph along the lines of, 
Hi, my name is Sarah and I'm 22 years old and I just graduated from college and I'll be moving to Boston in the summer. I'm looking for roommates who are interested in going out and having fun, but are also down for a girls night in. Hee 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 hee. So anyways, I somehow managed to find three people to live with one of which who was already living in Boston and suggested the neighborhood that we live in. And then we found an apartment on Facebook. So yeah, that's right. We found a real estate page that had listings for the neighborhood that we were looking to move in, which is South Boston. And I don't think that my father, who is not a social media user, doesn't have a Facebook login, would ever be able to guess that that would be how I found an apartment. So nonetheless, within the next few days of seeing the Facebook post, I flew up to Boston to meet my soon-to-be roommate for the apartment and visit the city all for the first time. Boston was kind of my dream city, even though I'd never really visited before. I know it's super weird, but hey, I guess my intuition was pretty right on this one. I mean, I was looking to move to Boston for a variety of reasons. So graduated knowing that I wanted to become a mechanical engineer because that's what I got my degree in. I chose to look in Boston because there's a huge number of startups here and that's kind of what I wanted to get into because I had a lot of experience working in venture capital as an intern and then also being a part of my venture capital investment club throughout college. Boston's also a great hub for innovation and engineering. Boston Dynamics, have you ever seen those creepy dog robots on YouTube or Instagram or anywhere on TikTok? Those are Boston Dynamics dogs and those are the coolest things I think I've ever laid eyes on in my entire life. Could I work there? No. And you want to know why? I did not go to Harvard or MIT and my GPA is not that great. So understandable why they would not hire me despite me applying multiple times. Anyways, those are the first two reasons. And then I also really appreciated the infrastructure within the city. I liked how everything was brick. It was very similar to Miami University where I went to college. It felt kind of like an easy transition from one place to another. It also had four seasons. It was close to the mountains, but near the beach. The city's very passionate about their sports team. And even though it has all of those amenities, it's still a smaller city. So it's not as overwhelming and daunting as New York City, Chicago, or LA. Anyways, I once I flew in to visit, then that's when everything really started getting real. So how much I was supposed to be starting to pay for rent? How do I calculate utilities into that? Are groceries a utility? Where am I going to park my car? Do I need a car? What does public transport look like here? How much will I be spending on gas to get to work? And this was just the beginning of my financial dilemma. I knew that it was going to be expensive to move and people had told me that Boston was expensive in general. What I did not realize was that I needed three months of rent up front before I even stepped foot to live in this apartment. I needed to pay first month's rent, last month's rent, and a broker's fee, which was one month's rent. So that was so much money coming out of my pocket before I was even employed. And then on top of that, I didn't calculate how much it was gonna cost to rent a U-Haul or anything. Not that I ended up needing a U-Haul, I ended up just buying all of my furniture as soon as I moved here and had it shipped here. Moving out is gonna be a very different story than moving in was. But anyways, I ultimately signed on this apartment that we toured. It was one of the first ones that we toured and that's when it kind of started getting real for me. I, I paid the application fee, 
they checked my credit, they kind of did sure that I was able to afford this place based on my income, and then three months rent out of my pocket immediately. That was a tough, that was tough to say goodbye to. But anyways, after all of that was said and done, I still had no idea how I was going to be making friends, where I was going to find friends. Was I only gonna be friends with people I worked with? Cause I'm an engineer at a plumbing company. I can't imagine that these people will have very much to relate to me with. And where will I find a boyfriend? Do I have to download Tinder? What is Hinge? Do people actually use dating apps? Since I'm living in a younger neighborhood, am I just gonna magically meet the love of my life as soon as I move in? Anyways, so I'm constantly asking myself questions, so I started this podcast in order to keep myself accountable for learning and helping others with things that I don't know how to do and was too embarrassed to ask my dad or even have in my search history. In this podcast, I'm gonna be covering everything from how to transition to professional life, what the dating scene is like in the real world to how to stay connected with your friends and family and pretty much everything in between. So my first series of podcasts is going to be interviews with my friends who live in the three biggest cities in the United States, which are New York City, Chicago, and Los Angeles. In those interviews, we're going to kind of assess how they found their living situation, what their apartments look like, why they chose where they ended up living, and if they live with roommates, why they live with roommates, why they decided to live alone, that sort of thing. Now I'm gonna kind of get into the topics when you're trying to find an apartment and what it really takes to find an apartment. First of all, you're gonna wanna think about your budget. First time apartment renters tend to overestimate how much they can spend on rent and other necessities. The goal is to try and spend about 30% of your income on your rent. And that includes utilities. Utilities are gas, electric, trash, water, Wi-Fi. So with all of that combined, that should total 30% of your gross annual income. So that again is just your income that's untaxed. In your offer letter, that has your gross income in it. If you're not sure how to do that, you can also look up a wide variety of rent calculators on the internet. And you can try and figure out, okay, this is how much I should be spending, and this is the range that I could be spending. After you do that, then you can try and figure out, okay, do I need a roommate? Am I making enough money to live in the type of apartment that I want? Do I want a roommate if I just want somebody to hang out with? Not necessarily just based on a budget perspective, but do you want that companionship? Do you want somebody to live with? So those are just some things to consider in terms of budget. Um, and then again, you probably should have close to three months rent up front ready to go when you're moving just because it will cost either a deposit a safety deposit or a broker's fee first month's rent last month's rent an application fee so just making sure that you have three months rent just to be in the clear with how much money you think you might need to move choosing your neighborhood also has a huge effect on how much you're paying in rent when you're picking your neighborhood not only is it good to understand that you're picking your neighborhood because of the amenities that are nearby, but also because of your price. Choosing your neighborhood, you want to take things into account like how close am I to work? Do I prefer driving, public transportation, walking? Do I want to be in the middle of the city with high volumes of traffic? Is that something that you don't really care too much and are not bothered by? Or do you want to be more in like the quieter part of the city where you're not really disturbed by high volumes of traffic, whether it's foot traffic or actual car traffic. And then how far do you wanna be from restaurants, bars, 
activities, museums. For me, it was a really big deal that I was near other people that were also in the same lot in life that, that I was. So people that had just graduated college, near the beach, not too far from walking into downtown, which is the Faneuil Hall area. Also making sure that there was enough stuff around to do. So Southie is kind of known for its bar scene and I really appreciated that about it. It also has a lot of rec sports leagues, which I love and is how I met all of my good friends here. They have softball courts, sand volleyball courts, grass volleyball courts, soccer fields, track fields. There's so many amenities that are in South Boston, which is ultimately why I ended up picking it. And I'm sure in, in other cities, they also have neighborhoods that are very similar to the ones that are in South Boston. And then once you kind of narrow down, okay, this is how much I'm willing to spend. This is the neighborhood I wanna live in. You have to start thinking about amenities that you want to have in your apartment. Does your apartment come with a parking space? Are you gonna even need your car? Could you potentially rent out your parking space and use that as income to pay for some of your rent? Does it have in-unit laundry? Are the utilities included? Do you wanna live in a high-rise? Do you wanna live in a walk-up? Do you wanna have it owned by a property company or do you want to have a landlord? Do you want a pool? Do you want a fitness center? Knowing that I had an in-office gym, I didn't really care too much about having a fitness center. I know that that's a big deal for a bunch of other people just because gym memberships are super expensive when you live in a city. And so having an in-unit or having an in-building fitness center is absolutely game-changing because you're able to just work out in your in the sanctuary of your own home and it's included with your rent. Some additional things for you to think about, start looking 60 days before you wanna move. Everything on the market moves so fast in city. I found my apartment on Facebook and I had to sign within a week because I knew I didn't sign the next person behind me was going to sign very quickly and the apartment was gonna be off. Make sure that you're on top of your game. I've also heard stories from friends that they go and they tour an apartment building, they go out to lunch after they've toured the building, and they decide during the lunch that they want to live in that building, they go back to the building, and it's already been signed on, the apartment's gone. Things move very fast. If your gut instinct tells you that this is where you want to end up, it's in your price budget, it has all the amenities that you want, sign on it. That is my biggest advice. And although it's probably not the best advice long-term, just know nothing is permanent when you're renting. You can leave, you can find a subleaser, you can leave your apartment. It's just for a year. You can do anything for a year. And then when you are moving, you're gonna wanna purge a lot of your stuff because you're moving from your parents' house, I'm imagining. And you have a lot of things that you don't need anymore. Do you need your entire Build-A-Bear collection that you had as a kid? No, you don't. And what are your parents gonna do with it when you leave? Exactly. So just save them the heartache and save yourself the pain of ever having to go back to your parents' house and being upset that it is gone, that your Build-A-Bear collection is gone. Because if you know you donated it, you're not ever expecting to see it again. But if you go home and you see that your Build-A-Bear collection has been unexpectedly donated, that's going to hurt a little bit. And obviously your Build-A-Bear collection applies to a wide variety of things. I'm just using that as the example that encompasses all possessions from your youth. Any sort of trophies, mementos that you're not planning on taking to your adult life. 
all gotta go. Or at least put it in a box and have a small box at your house, at your parents' house. Anyways, so that's kind of what I'm going to get into with my interviewees over the next few episodes. I'm excited to get started on this with everyone, and it's going to be great. I'm excited to welcome everyone to AA and to figure this out together and take comfort in the fact that other people are just trying to figure it out and trying to make their way through adulthood as well. We're all just trying to aspire to be adults. 